45 by Devin Booker, and they needed, as I said in the splash, that entire stat line to uh, put away the pesky Kawhi Leonardless LA Clippers in game three. Suns lead at 2 1, and joining us here on the Arizona Sports Line, a man who was in the building last night covering it for Arizona Sports, Kellen Olson, our guest here on Bickley and Murata Mornings. Bright and early. Good morning to you, Kellen. What's up, guys? It's not going to be bright and early for me in about 30 minutes. Uh, I was here. Hello. You have not gone to bed yet tonight, have you, Kellen? I got two hours. We're going okay. to get more after this, so like I said. Okay, there you go. All right, so how did the news of Kawhi Leonard's um, injury hit you yesterday? What do you think about all of that? It was trying to process what side of the floor they were impacted more, Dan. And we talk about two-way players and the best two-way players in the league all the time. But when you watch what Kawhi Leonard did for those two games, I know you and I were sitting next to each other, and there were just some plays like that play where he pickpocketed KD or, or just the offensive like dunks and, and drives that he would have through double teams where you and I were just looking at each other like, geez, Louise, is he going to be like the best player in this series when Kevin Durant and Devin Booker are in it? Like, you play off Kawhi, you hear about him a lot, but then you see it on the floor. So then to hear that and then go into this game, it's a weird kind of vibe, especially for it to happen the day of the game because the, the mental adjustment just has to frankly not be there, but at the same time you have to adjust mentally because your game planning again, offensively and defensively around Kawhi Leonard. They changed a lot of what they did defensively in game two against him, and then offensively, like, he has been the main hub of their offense. So I don't I don't know how you guys felt, but I didn't even feel necessarily like last night it had much to do with adjusting without Kawhi Leonard there. It was just more about the fact that the Clippers, they don't have the Suns' number, but they have their number in terms of making these games physical yes. and competitive, and they just have this part of their DNA where they will not go away in games. Yeah. Yeah, it was, a, in my opinion, Kellen, another lethargic start for most of the Suns. But Devin Booker made it clear early he was on a different level last night. He was magnificent. I just want to hear your thoughts on what you saw from D-Book and how much of that, what we saw and the ease with which he operated offensively, was created just by Kevin Durant's presence on the floor. Yeah, I, the the latter is important to bring up for sure. Uh, I, I was there for both 40-point games in the finals, and to me what happened in those games was he looked around for a couple of minutes and was like, all right, am I getting help tonight? And then once he saw he wasn't getting help tonight or, or not getting the level of help that he needs in order to kind of really take control of this game through his team, he was like, okay, I'll do it. That's fine. Like I'll, I'll carry the offense. And we saw that in that first quarter, right? They kind of got out to that early run, and then the Clippers – ran out to their own run and then he scored 13 in that first quarter but it felt like 30 yeah. to me and and this and this level of form that he's in right now the stat that I had in the recap last night on arizonasports.com is that he's had I believe 11 and a half minutes of rest over three total games right now uh, last night he played the entire second half again. He got about three and a half minutes of the second quarter of rest, and that was it. And you saw the way he was. You, you guys, that, there was that foul where he he challenged. I mean, Monty Williams challenged. I'm not sure who challenged there. There's debate, I'm sure, but <laughs> Monty is one technically has to call it in. But it sure seemed like that Devin Booker challenged at himself. You remember how high he got in the air? Yes. And I was like, isn't this guy played like 41 minutes I already? I know. But it just speaks to like the physical specimen that he is. Like I hate to like use something that grandiose, but. But my goodness, you just watch the way he's moving around the floor and how this type of game specifically demanded for a demanding 45 minutes. He was slashing to the basket pretty much every opportunity that he got. 
And again, thanks to that spacing from Kevin Durant, thanks to the way that the Clippers were playing five out with five guards, it was just leaving a lot of room at the basket. And mm-hmm. yeah, I, I don't know if last night was the best game I've ever seen him play. I'm probably going to lean game one Western Conference Finals, the 40-point triple-double again, but I think it's up for argument after that. And I, I would say this is the best form I've seen Devin Booker, and I'll say that. Yeah, there's no doubt. And the, the conditioning, as you mentioned, is so underrated because he's doing it, uh, he's playing both ends of the floor. So it, it, how important is it knowing that and knowing that this core four is more like a big two, at least that's the way it's starting to look. How important is it that the Suns, if Kawhi is out, they manage, uh, they, you know, get this thing done, this series done early, quickly. How big would Saturday be in the context of the minutes being logged by Devin Booker and Kevin Durant? I think it would be huge, Dan, but I also think it would be big. It, look, it, I think it's always going to be a big two in some in some stretches because it's Kevin Durant and Devin Booker, and they're, those two are just very they're, – they're highly above Chris Paul and DeAndre and for the right reasons. But the reason why those two guys and even Chris Paul are playing such high minutes is because those other lineups aren't just able to – function and look we saw that last night even when the bench was good like it, yeah. i don't think again it's a matter of the bench playing well or not playing well if the chris paul and deandre minutes specifically aren't going to be able to not only maintain a lead but build on it monty feels the need after three or four minutes of Durant or booker resting to put them back in like he's opening second and fourth quarters with booker starting them when he played the whole quarter behind that and i think that has a lot to do with the lack of success for paul and Aiden through three games right now and I, I don't want to say if it's sustainable or not from Devin Booker because I've just never seen this from him before. Like I don't know who this dude is. I don't recognize this guy. Like it's, it's in a very good way for Suns fans, of course. So I don't want to rule out the fact that he could play forty-five minutes like this every night. It doesn't seem sustainable. But the, the numbers for Chris Paul and Kevin Durant specifically, if you look at Chris Paul's minute totals over the last two postseasons, he was rarely touching thirty-eight, thirty-nine, and forty, even in the NBA Finals, guys. And he's played. 38, 39, and 41 through the first three games of this postseason. Like, that just does not seem sustainable for him. Durant, not only coming off the injury, but just his history there as well. You don't want to be burning the, the minutes this early, but they've had to. Like, I, I don't know if you guys agree with me, but I don't blame Monty Williams for doing it because they need to win these games. They yes. need every minute that they had those three guys out mm-hmm. there. Totally agree. Yeah. Kellen Olsen from Arizona Sports, our guest here on uh, Bickley and Murata Mornings. Before we let you go on what to correct and shore up for game four on Saturday, uh, I'm just going to call it like I saw it. The defense against triple penetration last night was atrocious, and I know the Clippers had a lot of cards on the floor, and they made it a point, but that second half was a, was a layup drill. How do the how do the Suns combat that moving forward, Kellen? Yeah, those are two different areas where you look at first the point of attack defense and what you need there, and then you look at the rim the rim protection as well. I don't think you can say every time someone dribbles inside that DeAndre needs to be over there, but at the same time, I think that DeAndre as a defensive player has just been in a really tough spot the last two games just with his level of play. I think that this year he, he declined a little bit defensively compared to the year before, but with that being said, I thought he was still pretty solid, especially in the second half of the year, but he's, he's regressed in these three games, but at the same time, his perimeter defenders need to help him out. That's a really yes. good point because if the Clippers are able to get downhill and slash with consistency like they were in that second half, 
again, these are going to be a really, really, they're going to be in a grind for five games, six games, seven games, whatever. Nothing about this is going to even come close to easy, which is what it should be when this team is missing their two superstars right now, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, but I don't think it's going to be. And yeah, in terms of attention to detail and looking at what needs to change in game four, I think a lot of people are going to be having this conversation about Kevin Durant and, and how they're using him and just looking at his overall impact in three games compared to what we're used to from a guy like him. But I agree with you. Defense has got to be the thing that they've got to get together right now. All right, finally, I'm not sure where this whole CP3 thing is going this postseason. A little disconcerting for for me, not necessarily to see him miss key free throws down the stretch, but then to give up the ball immediately so he wouldn't have to go back to the foul line. <laughs> Your thoughts on where this whole thing is going, Kellen? I don't know, because we have seen him prepare all year for the kind of role that he was going to have in this exact game, right? Like Devin Booker is just running the offense. He's having one of the best games of his life right now. And Chris has just got to hit open threes. Like that, that's all he's got to do in this game. And, and he was one of eight from three. The craziest part of his stat line, he was five of 18. Three of his makes were at the rim. Yes. And Chris Paul takes like 20 shots at the rim an entire season. <laughs> and he was taking advantage. I, I'm not, I'm not. No, you're right. I know. It. Like that's an actual number. It, I know. And he was going in there because there weren't any big men in there because he's Chris Paul and he understands it and he's smart. But that's to outline the fact that like his jumper, mid-range three, it was not working in this game at all. And that's what he needs to have working in this role right now. They just need that situational scoring from him. And it just hasn't been there right now. And But luckily, they've got another point guard on their team, basically. like I don't want to say they've lucked into it, but Devin Booker's ability to shift into this not a new position necessarily, but certainly a new role over the last two games and this new level that he's been able to it's been It's been very fortunate timing for the team, for yeah. sure. Callan, thanks, man. Appreciate you uh, spending some time with us early this morning. Enjoy your slumber. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet yeah, dreams, Kale.